0: what's up guys it's your boy the hoodlum eric acton and you're tuning in to the three count podcast enjoy ladies and gentlemen boys and girls my name is
1: Chaz evans and you are listening to the three count podcast presents now entering the ring List. Now, introducing first, he's my tag team partner, one of my all time best friends. He's the guy that runs the show because I'm just the figurehead. He is Cliff Red Dog Miller. All right, new catchphrase. That's it. That's my catchphrase. And introducing now, he is the 48 time world bare knuckle. Pants on the ground, pants on the ground, looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. He's got a one-trip ticket to Paradise National U.S. World Heavyweight Champion, Chris Idol.
0: Always happy to be here, and I'm back from assignment. I'm back in the studio now,
1: not on Alvin Field anymore. <laughs> And last but not least, he's only on the show because he's my little brother and he watches a lot of wrestle talk and Walt Walt... I can't even talk now. What culture wrestling on YouTube? We call him Napster. Ladies and gentlemen, it's JJ. Oh, hello. Um, I'd like to thank the sidewalks for keeping me off the street. It's dangerous out here. Make sure you guys wash your hands. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now entering the ring and we have ourselves... A very, very special guest here on the three count. Ladies and gentlemen, we got James Ellsworth in the hot seat. What's going on, man?
0: What's up, guys? I think we're going to have to uh, work on Cliff's catchphrase because he doesn't have (laughs) much (laughs) one. Something something cool like any man with two hands is a fighting chance or, you know, something along those lines that that (laughs) people are going to get into, you know.
1: Oh, I'm going to get that catchphrase over. Everyone's going to say it. <laughs> I, 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 we try to help him, but he he has his own thing, and he just wants to stick with that new catchphrase in dead silence. I don't know. It's
0: maybe got, you can help him. Yeah, somebody's
1: got to help him out because we he's, he he's not listening to us.
0: Uh, so the uh, the dead silence is supposed to be the catchphrase. <laughs> hey and hey, uh, you know, silence is golden. Dead silence <laughs> leads to more dead silence. I'll just uh, leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: James, thank you for being on the show, man. Uh, We definitely appreciate it. We all got a couple questions for you. We want to know. Let's get in the head of James Ellsworth. So I got the first question. How did you get started in wrestling?
0: So, yeah, 2002, I um, I graduated. I was 17. I graduated high school. And four days later, I took all the money I got from graduating, like all the, you know, congratulations money. From the family and friends. And I went to wrestling school. Boon Breakers Wrestling School in Baltimore. Axel Rott was one of the head trainers. And uh, I just started four days after I graduated high school. I basically walked off the stage. and Walked into the ring.
1: <laughs> oh man. And um, my next question is. So we all know. One of the, uh, the biggest things you did in WWE. Was you were um, with Carmella. Mm-hmm. And my question for you is. How did it feel being uh, an integral part of Carmella's uh, big uh, push when she uh, won the Money in the Bank? The first womans well, technically you're the first winner of yeah. the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match, but being a part of that, how did that, like, just how did all that come about?
0: It's, it was just one of those fun moments that I think everybody's going to remember because it created so much controversy. And the good thing about creating controversy is you, um, whether people like it or or don't like it, people are interested in what happens next. And the next thing that we always knew was going to happen was that second Money in the Bank match that we were going to have on SmackDown. And that was um, the highest rated SmackDown of the year, that second Money in the Bank match. So it, we did um, exactly what we wanted to do and needed to do, and we accomplished exactly what we wanted to accomplish with it. So it was great to be a part of that. It was a very fun moment. I remember climbing the ladder there in St. Louis, Missouri, and the people were going nuts. Like, when I was climbing the ladder, if you go back and watch it, they were, like, on their feet, going nuts, cheering. And I think they wanted me to grab it and take off with it. Like, as soon as I <laughs> gave it to Carmella, they they started feeling. So I was like, yep, yeah, we got them because that's the heat. The heat is me giving it to Carmella. If I grab it and I run away with it, then it's goofy, it's funny, and the fans are like – the fans would be like, Oh boy, who's going to cash it in on whoever's the women's champion at the time, Alexa bliss or you know, so, yeah, like, <laughs> so it becomes goofy. It would have been fun that way as well. But I think we accomplished what we needed to accomplish and it made Carmela a bigger star. And that was always my purpose of being with her is to uh, make her a bigger star. And that night was, I think the nail in the coffin on making her a bigger star. So that's Awesome.
1: So one of the other things that we know, too, is that you're a giant uh, – well, you are the man who runs ACW, Adrenaline Championship Wrestling. So what are some of the biggest challenges of running a promotion that you've, that you've run into?
0: Oh, man, there's so many because, um, you know, it, it's, I run it by myself, meaning, like, I, it's all financially on my shoulders. And, um, you know, like, I, I've been very fortunate and blessed to have done wrestling on every level now. So it, it's just I gotta remember sometimes that you know like I you know was in WWE and when you're in WWE you get you get a Harvard or Yale education in the wrestling business. So when I come when I you know now that I uh, am back on the Indies running shows uh, more often, um, you know like I gotta remember these guys might not you know they haven't been as fortunate. So like when they come with me with no no question is a bad question or a stupid question. I gotta remember that because. Like you know, sometimes you can be like, uh, how do they not know this? But they haven't had the education you've had, so I always gotta remember that. And um, it's just like we have a good roster, and I think a lot of it is because if people wrestling's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a good time, and if people are acting up and are being egomaniacs or whatever, I kind of just don't use them anymore. There's nothing against them, I just I want, when we do shows, I want to have fun, have a good time because we're having fun, we're having a good time, so is the audience and that's what you want the most. So that, I would say, is the most challenging part is just finding that core of guys that is not going to give you a problem and is, uh, you know, not in it for just themselves. They're in it to put on a good show for everybody, all all the fans, uh, first and foremost, and everybody else on the show. If everybody has each other's backs and everybody's working hard for each other and not just for themselves, then it's a good team effort, and that really shows to the audience, I think.
1: So... You you talked about how you worked in all different aspects of the wrestling business, so I guess the question really should be, uh, what's been your greatest accomplishment inside the ring currently?
0: Well, I'm, I mean, that time I pinned the world champion was pretty cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I will tell you this, though, like, um, I was a part of WrestleMania 33, and um, that's the biggest accomplishment, because that's the Super Bowl of wrestling, it doesn't get any bigger than that, there's not more eyes when any other show in the world, wrestling show in the world than WrestleMania. So when I got to be a part of WrestleMania, walk the aisle with Carmel, and then I got to take a bump during the match that they had from Becky Lynch, that was probably the biggest accomplishment of my career because it doesn't get any bigger than that. That's the biggest stage in wrestling you can be on. So it, it, it truly just doesn't get any bigger than that. Okay.
1: So, James, you've been wrestling for a very long time. You've had
0: probably hundreds and hundreds of matches. So what I want to know is what's the hardest you've ever been hit during a match? Oh, man, this is easy. Um, so if you go back and watch my uh, Braun Strowman match, the match that got me the job, when he pulls me uh, by the head and he has me, like, stay, you know, he bends me over and my chest is out and he clubs me in the chest, it looks like I take the most beautiful bump in wrestling history. But that wasn't a bump. That was just me hitting the mat. <laughs> like, cause he, hit me <laughs> so, he hit me so hard. And I remember <laughs> laying there going, like, how am I still alive? Like, how am I, like, I was, you know, I always check my fingers and my toes and make sure I'm still alive. I'm like, man, that was, like, it felt like, you know, getting hit by a truck. <laughs> Cause, yeah, so that was definitely, that's the easy question right there. What do you, If you go back and watch that, when he clubs me in the chest, my God, <laughs> it was so stiff. We're
1: going go back and check that one out. So, on the subject of you and your uh, in-ring career. Now, typically on a podcast or an interview, people always ask, what's your favorite match you've ever been in? But I'm going to go the opposite route. What's the worst match you've ever been in your entire career?
0: Man, that's, that's tough because I've been in some bad ones. I mean, uh, trying to like, there's, there's some that... You know, I'm not too proud of, but I can't like, you, but just early on, when, when you first get into the business, you real, especially at a young age, like I did, I was 17, like I said, you like, especially a 17 year old kid, like you you think you're the man, you know, to be, I'm a wrestler, I'm in training five days a week, there's people quitting left and right, I'm not quitting, I'm the smallest guy here and I'm not quitting, I'm the man. That i get in their bed and like have these matches and, you know, your trainers, I had good trainers and they were like, man like Axel Rodden, he was in ECW, and they'd be like, man, that sucked, that was awful, and then, you know, it brings you down the notch, but I remember, okay, so we were in um, Dover, Delaware, the Boys and Girls Club, 2004, and I had this match to get this guy, I, I can't even remember his name, but I remember it being so bad, I remember I threw the worst dropkick in the history of wrestling, and I remember when I threw the dropkick and it was so bad, like, I hit the mat with my hand, I was so mad, I was only like 19 at the time, hit the mat, and, like, I remember watching it back, I'm like, why, you know, why am I acting like that? But, yeah, I mean, we were just running into each other. and Like, uh, I think I threw him into the ropes, and instead of grabbing the rope, he fell out of the ring. Like, everything just went wrong. And um, most people that get in wrestling have matches like that at the beginning of their career if they're coming up on the indies. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I can't even watch the first five or six years of my career because it's just like – you know what I mean? it's just it, 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 you're in diapers back then you're shitting yourself you know what I mean? so, <laughs> uh, so probably anything the first five or six years i would say but that particular day in dover delaware the boys and girls club against a guy man it, it was god it was bad so yeah thanks for reminding me of that guys appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so i guess
1: it's my turn now um what was your favorite opponent that you've ever faced in your career
0: um, man, it's it's a toss-up between AJ Styles and Becky Lynch. Um, uh, You know, obviously, they're both big stars. Uh, And, well, John Cena. John Cena is the, uh, you know, the biggest star I've ever been in the ring with, and he's just so easy and great to work with. But, like, AJ, man, you know, like, a lot of our matches with just a lot of goofiness, him beating me up and doing goofy spots with um John Moxley or Dean Ambrose at the time. But, like, when we would go to commercial, he would just start wrestling me because we're a commercial, nobody's seeing it. And he would shoot me in the ropes and call the spot give me a – drop you know, he has the best drop kick ever. Give me a drop kick and, like, do so anytime I wrestled him. But this, if Becky Lynch and I on SmackDown from uh, um, United Kingdom, uh, Manchester, England, like, that match was so – like, just the crowd was so into it. Like, and every chant was about me. Like, if you go back and watch that, like, they're chanting, where's your chin? And – like, Becky's gonna kill you. Like, everything, the whole crowd, like, every chant was just directed toward me. And I remember being like, <laughs> man, I'm on live TV. You know, this this girl's from the, you know, she's from over that way. And they're, they're just chanting every, every chance about me, and like, which was, I just thought was so cool. So, like, as a performer, when the crowd's that into your character and that into what you're doing, and they're having fun with you, like, it, you know, you get very proud of that. And I remember just, um, I was I was so proud of that, but here's a funny story. After the match, like if you go back and watch the match, she goes uh, she gives me a go behind, it, and I do this like scientific like wrist-lock takedown. And the James Ellsworth character wasn't supposed to know how to wrestle too good. Like he's just supposed to be a goofball, like you know moron. And I remember getting to the back, and it's like, oh man, that was a great scientific takedown that you gave to her. So uh, oh, yeah, thank you. Never do it again. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Hey, he he would always man. He he was he he's a fun guy. Like I, I, a lot of people, you know. The more successful you are, the more crap people talk about you. And he's like the most successful guy in the history of wrestling. So obviously he gets put through the rigor a lot. But he's you know, he, he was so he was very good to me and so fun. I don't I mean I question as anybody does some of his decisions, but that's you know he's a billionaire and and I'm not. <laughs> so. <that's>, well, <laughs> you know.
1: Okay, my final question is: um, What is the biggest advice that you could give to up-and-coming wrestlers?
0: I, I man, that this is the best piece of advice I can give anybody starting out is get trained by someone that has traveled the world doing this, made a living doing this, and you know that's <clears throat> if that's what you're that's what you're supposed to be wanting to do when you get in wrestling is. This, this is how you want to make a living as wrestling. You know, a lot of guys do it for fun, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're getting trained by somebody that has done this for a living and you know made it and been to the top, and all, you're in good hands. Because obviously, if they've made it, that means they had something to offer to the business, or they wouldn't have made it. So, and what by make it, I mean pretty much mean WWE. Like, I know AEW is the second tier company now, but uh, and I do enjoy AEW, but there, there's people in there like that probably shouldn't be. I won't say who or what or when, or what, but, like, it, it's very hard, like, it, to be good at wrestling and to be um, safe at it, and, like, it, it, there's a lot to go, the first and foremost, you gotta be safe, and that, that's what I tell people, like, what I mean by that is when you're learning to do stuff, learn to do it in a safe manner, and that's, and make sure you're not hurting anyone and yourself, first and foremost, anyone else, like, protect your opponent, but then, make sure you're falling the right way. Make sure you're, you know, uh, taking something the right way and they, or you can get seriously injured. But the way you do that is you get trained by somebody that's good. And that's done this for a living. And, um, you know, cause those are the people that most likely are the best at it.
1: All righty. Well, James, we got our rapid fire question round with our favorite round on the three count podcast. So, we're gonna put our imaginary timer on. Ding! It's the imaginary timer.
0: Where's it at? I don't see it. The other. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. see, it's <laughs>
1: imaginary. It's imaginary. All right. So imaginary timer's on the clock. All right. Here we go. Favorite movie. Rocky. Favorite color. Blue. Batman or Superman. Batman. Smash or Americana.
0: Americana. Hey. <laughs> You're hey. <laughs> so fun. So fun.
1: Uh, SmackDown or Raw? SmackDown. <laughs> Favorite food? Pizza. Favorite town to wrestle in? Baltimore. Hey. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Crow Sting or Surfer Sting? Surfer Sting. Yeah. Alright. John Cena or Hulk Hogan? John Cena. All righty then. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Just thank you, James, for being on the show. Um, like again, thank you so very much.
0: Thank you, guys. It was
1: fun. Um, it, it was it was a great pleasure talking to you, getting in the mind of James Ellsworth, and um, we definitely we definitely uh definitely appreciate it so much.
0: Yeah, hey, no problem. You guys all from Maryland?
1: Yes, yes, we are. Yep.
0: What, what parts? I'm in uh, Glen Burnie right now. I'm from Baltimore, but
1: so we uh we're in Middle River. Uh, me and my little brother, we're in Middle River, uh, Essex, Maryland. Uh, Chris Idle, he's what is it? Is it Woodlawn, Oak? that all the same. Gwyn uh, Oak
0: Lawn uh, and the area. Yeah. yeah. I went to Southwest Academy Middle School, you know where it's at? Oh, I know oh, where yeah. that is. I know right where up, is too. Up the street. I was um I had a teacher there, her name was Mrs. Phelps, and she um was the mother of this guy. I don't know, he won the Olympic gold medal a couple of <laughs> times. Michael Phelps real weird. Real <laughs> big trivia question there true story but yeah man i had a lot of fun i like the rapid questions that's cool oh
1: thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so much well all right ladies and gentlemen my name is chaz evans here with the red dog here with chris idol jj and the man james ellsworth that pinned the champion three times in a row all right guys Thank you for listening to this episode and we will catch you guys next time on the three count.
0: What's up three count listeners. If this is your favorite podcast, I mean, of course it is. And you want to look super fly, but not like Jimmy. The three count has a new merch on pro slash the three count pod. Remember the number three prowrestlingtees.com slash the three count
1: pod the number three. Make sure you use those sidewalks to keep off them streets. JJ out.